Good afternoon, everyone. I'm glad you could join me today. And uh, I hope that you watched the speech last night uh, that President Donald Trump gave. I think it was by far his best speech ever. And he hit it out of the park as far as I'm concerned. He laid out his ideas for how to make America great again. He talked about realistic opportunities for people. He talked about bringing back jobs. He talked about solving the immigration problem, or at least attempting to. He talked about fair trade. And, of course, to me, from my perspective, the most important thing he talked about was rebuilding our military. Because our military has been decimated under the Obama administration, deliberately so, and the Democrats in Congress have gone along with this. Uh, the sequester needs to end, which the Republicans were partly responsible for doing that, and that needs to end, and our military needs to be built back up. We are living in a dangerous world. We are still at war. The Democrats don't want to acknowledge that we're at war, and they specifically don't want to acknowledge who we're at war with, the Islamic radical terrorists out there and basically a lot of the Muslim world they want to keep our military down and they like the idea I guess that almost two thirds of the planes in the Air Force and the Navy uh, can't be flown a lot of them are very old and they can't get new parts for them so they have to scavenge other planes in order to keep some of our planes in the air our military equipment for the rest of our troops is getting old, out of date, and a lot of it's broken down. Our troops themselves, our sailors, Marines, airmen, and members of the, the Army are being put in harm's way without the equipment and the personnel they need. We basically, at this point... As far as readiness goes, if we were to have to go to war, for example, with North Korea, or go to war with China, or go to war with Russia, we've got about one brigade of soldiers ready to go. <clears throat> the rest of them, the, their divisions are under strength. The battalions are under strength. They don't have the equipment they need. And President Trump has pledged to change all that. It's going to cost a lot of money, but it also sounds like he's got ways to, to figure out how to pay for that. But the fact of the matter is, is that he made one heck of a speech last night, and I was very proud of it. You know, I, I never endorsed Trump for president because if, as the executive director of the United States Justice Foundation, I was not allowed to endorse anybody. But from a personal perspective, he was not my first choice. And uh, Ted Cruz was my first choice. But when Trump was elected, I was happy to see Hillary Clinton defeated. And I hoped that Trump would do a good job. And he's had some questionable moments, to say the least. But I think his heart is in the right place. And now I think what we saw last night was someone who has accepted the role as President of the United States is speech was very presidential and more importantly very patriotic very upbeat 
He didn't attack anybody last night. He didn't talk about the news media. They're certainly against him. Just read what some of them are doing today. They're pretty hysterical over the fact that he made a good speech, so they're coming up with all kinds of ways to attack him. The Washington Post did a fact check, as they call it, where they point out 16 areas where Trump supposedly lied. If you read what they're talking about, no lies involved. These were things that Trump said that the Washington Post disagrees with, and they don't present facts that they claim are true. They present their opinions on what they think the facts ought to be or what they think the facts are really from their perspective. And, of course, their perspective is to be a left-wing icon and to continue to push the left, far-left political agenda and to do that by attacking Trump. The article they, they put out today was almost laughable because they really made themselves look like fools. And so did the Democrats last night. That was rather an incredible show. Now, it's no big deal for the opposition party to sit on their hands to a great extent when the, the president from the other party is making the address. They will applaud for some things probably, but other things they disagree with, they won't applaud. But the Democrats last night were incredible. They refused to applaud for things like Trump's call to create more jobs for Americans. They refused to applaud for Trump's ideas about increasing the possibilities for women to be entrepreneurs and start businesses run by women. And this is while the so-called liberal females of the Democratic Party were sitting there dressed in white as they protest against supposedly Trump being anti-woman. And here he is laying out a plan and a vision for women to advance in our economy and these same Democrats, and I thought being dressed in white was ironic for a number of reasons, but these same Democrats refused to applaud that. The Democrats also refused to applaud the idea of vetting people coming in this country as immigrants or refugees who are coming from countries where known terrorist activity is taking place. They don't care about the safety of Americans. They don't care about the future of Americans. They don't care about jobs for Americans. They care about pushing their agenda to destroy our constitutional republic. And I think that people who watched that speech last night and watched them realize this is where the Democrats stand. This is what they stand for. <clears throat> they don't stand for anything that supports the people of the United States, that supports the United States as a country. They stand with our enemies. They stand with the liberal media. They stand with the Hollywood elite. They stand with the elitists on the East Coast. They don't stand with the people of America. And it was pretty incredible. And there have been more things going on in the media today. Uh, you know, Shepard Smith... Fox News, and I've, I've watched Fox News 
probably five or six hours a day because I count on them to provide me with fair and balanced news. I don't disagree, I don't always agree with everything their commentators say. But when it comes to Shepard Smith, and I watched him today, I, I generally have turned him off. I don't even watch his show anymore because he, he so violently and vehemently hates President Trump. <clears throat> but today, as usual, he was doing the same thing. He was attacking Trump during his broadcast, which is supposed to be not an opinion show. He's supposed to be purporting the news objectively, and he doesn't do that. He spends most of his time attacking Trump and attacking Americans who voted for Trump. He is one of the elitist, and he's one of the East Coast elitist. And Fox News needs to get rid of him, as far as I'm concerned. I've got no use for the man. I think he's vicious. And I think a lot of what he says is blatantly untrue. But he's still in the news. He's still working for Fox. I'm just not going to watch him. And I encourage my listeners not to pay any attention to the guy. One of the things he was going on and on about today was Russia. And according to him, despite the fact that the FBI is investigated, there's a House committee investigating, there's a Senate committee investigating, and the members of the intelligence community, community have pointed out that there is absolutely no evidence that anybody in the Trump campaign had contact with anybody in the Russian government or work with the Russian government to push Trump's agenda and get him elected. No evidence of this whatsoever. But if you listen to Shepard Smith, it's all a fact. According to him, the Trump campaign was in constant contact with the Russians. Trump was in bed with the Russians. Trump had been working with the Russians for years financially, in business dealings, etc., etc., etc. He just went on and on. And his attacks, they get boring after a while because he doesn't, he's not going to veer off of his ideological approach. He doesn't care about the truth. He's going to attack the President of the United States. He's going to attack the Republican Party. He's going to attack conservatives in this country. And he's going to attack anybody that doesn't agree with him. So I have basically turned him off. I've tuned him out. And I understand a lot of other people are doing it, too, because apparently his ratings are tanking. How much longer Fox will keep him on, who knows? But I think eventually the man's going to go. And the same is true of a lot of the rest of the news media. The Washington Post is basically an ideological propaganda organ for the Democratic Party. Not just for the Democrats, but for the far-left progressive wing of the Democrats. I've always said that people like that, the reporters for the Washington Post, are all graduates of the Joseph Goebbels School of Journalism. He, of course, was a propaganda minister for Adolf Hitler. And he did exactly what Hitler wanted him to do. He reported the news the way Hitler wanted it reported. 
He killed stories that Hitler did not want reported. He went after the Jews. He supported the Holocaust. He did all the things that Hitler wanted. And that basically is where the Washington Post comes from. And what's disturbing is the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos that also owns Amazon. And my books on Amazon have now been banned as e-books, which is where I used to make a lot of my money, because Amazon decided that somehow I had violated the copyright of Michael Connelly, the mystery writer, because my name is also Michael Connelly. Well, number one, a name can't be copyrighted. My name is just as valid as his name. And I've had books on Amazon for years under my name, and there had been no problem with it. Then all of a sudden, when I come out with my new patriotic novel, The Rag, Amazon goes nuts, the left goes nuts, attacking it, and they suddenly decide to ban it as an e-book, although it's still on there as paperback. So are my other books, but they banned all my other books, too, as e-books. Anyway, let's take our first break now. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. But as I said, my books have been banned as e-books. But if you want to get a copy of the rag or the Mortimer or Amagalia Story of America uh, as an e-book, you can go to Barnes & Noble. The, increase, the sales there have been increasing fairly steadily. If you want to get a regular paperback copy, you can order one directly from me by going to my website at www.michaelconnelly.com. That is the website for my blog, and you can also send me an email and subscribe to the blog. 
And you can order all my books through there. Order them directly from me, which I, of course, prefer because uh, if you order it directly from me, I make about four times as much money as I make from sales on any place like Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And we are working right now on a brand new website. It's going to be a deal strictly with all of my books, including my book, America's Liveliest Ghost, and my Campfire Story book, Riders in the Sky, the Ghosts and Legends of Philmont Scout Ranch, and my booklet on the Constitution. And we're going to talk about more about that in a few minutes. Let's go back again to last night and what we saw. When it came to immigration and Trump's attempts to reform the immigration laws and to enforce the immigration laws as it exists, the Democrats were beside themselves. They even went so far as some of them to boo the families of Americans who had been killed by illegal criminal immigrants. Now, let's think about this for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Let's look at what's happened. We've had a roundup. Well, you can't really call it a roundup because it wasn't a general thing. It was targeted. We've had ICE target illegals in this country who have been convicted of crimes. And we're talking about crimes ranging to murder, to rape, to the molestation of young children, people who have been convicted of crimes, put in jail, and under the law are supposed to be deported the minute they get they out of jail. But they haven't been deported. They weren't deported under the Obama administration. He allowed them to stay and commit more crimes. Or he allowed them to be deported, and then when they came back across the border, they were protected by the sanctuary cities. It's been incredible to me to see mayors of cities and places like Oregon and Washington and along the East Coast and the governor of Connecticut come out and de defend not the American people, not the efforts of the Trump administration to enforce the immigration laws as they are written, but to come out in support of criminals who are in this country illegally to start off with. That's number, crime number one they committed. And then they commit violent crimes or other crimes that are hurt the American people and hurt American businesses. And these people want to protect them. They're all Democrats. They want to protect criminals. It doesn't matter if they kill somebody. It doesn't matter if they go out and rob somebody. It doesn't matter if they go out and rape somebody. These mayors and these governors, these far-left types out there, are going to defend them. They're going to protect them. I think the American people particularly the ones that live in those cities and those states need to wake up and realize that the people they have elected to run their state and local governments do not have their best interest in mind. They are far left. They are supporters of illegals. They're supporters of criminal illegals. 
They don't care how many Americans get hurt. They are going to support their left-wing agenda, which is basically just have a country with open borders and let anybody come into our country that wants to come in and let them do anything they want while they're here. That's what we were looking at last night when Democrats actually booed the families of people who have been slaughtered by criminal illegals. That's something that we cannot tolerate anymore. These people have to go, and Trump is trying to make that happen. And if you live in a city like Dallas, Texas, for example, where the county has recently voted, county of Dallas has voted to become a sanctuary county. This is in Texas. You need to go out and get recall petitions started up to get these people off of the county commission or the city council or out of the state legislature, out of the governor's mansion. Whatever you need to do, we have a president of the United States who keeps talking about putting America first and Americans first. And we have left-wing Democrats out there whose primary concern is putting illegals first, criminals first. They don't care about protecting the citizens of this country. Look at Chicago. Chicago is, you know, got more gun control than any place else in the country. It also has the highest murder rate of anywhere in the world, just about. Yet, the Democrats, you know, they want to go after the gun owners. They want to go after you and I for illegally owning guns, either for hunting or protecting our families, protecting our property. We're the bad guys. Just look at the way the Democrats reacted to Anything the NRA does. We're the bad guys. Why? Because we believe in the Second Amendment. And we exercise our right to keep and bear arms under the Second Amendment. So they're going to go after us. And in doing so, they're protecting the bad people out there. These are some of the people that Donald Trump has pledged to go after. And is going after It was a remarkable moment last night. Actually, it wasn't just a moment. It lasted 10 minutes. When Carrie Ann Owens, the wife of fallen Navy SEAL, Ryan Owens, received a prolonged standing ovation and received the praise, she and her husband, her late husband, of the President of the United States. He was a hero. He is a hero. He will always remain a hero. But the media has tried to use his death as another way to beat on Donald Trump. They have allowed his, the grieving father of Ryan Owens, and I, you know, I can't blame the father. If I had lost a son in combat, and I've had two sons who have been in combat situations. The oldest boy has been in 
four tours in Afghanistan, two in Iraq. And I don't know how I would react to losing one of them. I know I did lose a son, a a veteran, uh, several years ago. He he died of something unrelated to his military service, but he was only 35 years old. And that was very difficult on me because he and I were very close. So we have a grieving father out there that is being exploited by the liberals and exploited by the left-wing news media to use his grief to attack Donald Trump for ordering this raid and saying that, and this is interesting because, you know, we've had our new Secretary of Defense come out and say this raid was very valuable, yielded a lot of intelligence that's going to save American lives in the future. We've had others come out and say that. But according to the media, the truth actually lies out there among the unknowns, among the unidentified. Because they said that anonymous sources, don't you just love that, anonymous sources, that's all the media seems to have anymore when it comes to dealing with Trump or dealing with conservatives. Anonymous sources. So-called anonymous sources in the Pentagon, the intelligence community, have said that the raid was improper, that it didn't need to be done, that nothing important came out of it. And that, therefore, the death of Ryan Owens was needless. I can't find out who these people are, these anonymous sources. None of them have actually come forward. The people that have come forward in the Pentagon in our intelligence community, say the raid was important and very valuable. But hey, the Washington Post tells me otherwise, and I'm supposed to believe the Washington Post because they have anonymous sources. And so does the New York Times. And so does CNN. Sorry, folks, but I don't believe them. I think we're being lied to. I think we're being manipulated. I think they're using a grieving family to try to push their political agenda, as usual. That's what they do. But it was remarkable last night that the beautiful young wife of Ryan Owens looked up at the sky in the midst of all the applause in the midst of her tears, looked up at the sky and said, I love you, baby. That brought me to tears. <laughs> you know, i got to admit it. Of course, losing a soldier any time virtually brings me to tears. But it's so important that we honor the people out there who are willing to go and fight for our country. And unfortunately, there are fewer and fewer of them, partly because of the cuts of the military and partly because they're not encouraged, our young people are not encouraged to join the military. They're not encouraged to fight for our country. They're encouraged to despise our country 
to despise our president, to denigrate the members of the military. And that's something that's got to be reversed. And after this break, that's what we're going to talk about. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. What I want to talk about now is, is personal, but also important to what I'm trying to do to help our country. I want to use this opportunity to announce a new beginning for me. Uh, as all of you who are radio listeners know, for the last four and a half years, I have been executive director of the United States Justice Foundation. For longer than that, I've had my blog on the Constitution. I've had this show on the Constitution. I've done other radio shows and continue to do them around the country. And I write articles about the Constitution. As of now, I am no longer serving as executive director of the United States Justice Foundation. This is not unexpected. I really originally took the position as a caretaker and only expected to hold the position for a year, maybe two at the most. Instead, it's been four and a half years. But I took over. I, I helped found the U.S. Justice Foundation years ago, almost 40 years ago now. I was one of the founders, and I was a consultant for them for years, uh, work with them on various legal cases involving constitutional issues. And then my good friend, who was the executive director from the beginning, was elected judge 
in San Diego County in California. So the board of directors and Gary asked me if I would take the position as executive director. And I told him I would, but I was not going to move to California. And they told me I could handle it from where I lived in Texas and make speeches on their behalf, be public relations man, uh, do radio talk shows, all of which I did, and also handle, work with our attorneys on cases, preparing briefs in courts of appeal and the Supreme Court. Did all this sort of thing. And they were going to have me do it until such time as they were in a position to hire somebody in California or somebody who was willing to move to California, which, as I said, I was not, move to California to take over the executive director position and also be a litigator for them. So they were looking for a constitutional attorney. It took them a lot longer than expected to find somebody, but now they have. And so I'm stepping aside as executive director, but will continue to work with them as a consultant, as I have in the past. But this means several things. It's It means a big cut, for example, in my income. And it also means that we're looking for a new sponsor for this radio show. So if anybody out there is interested in sponsoring, contact me or contact David Moxley at America's Web Radio and discuss the possibilities of being a sponsor for the show. But I'm, you know, you might say at my age, 69 years old, a little late for me to make a new start. But that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'll tell you why. I am forming a new nonprofit corporation to be called the Constitutional Education Alliance. The purpose of that is to try to rectify what is happening in this country as far as our children not receiving an education about the Constitution, not learning about our government, not even being told the true history of our Constitutional Republic, but being subjected to revised history that basically tries to teach them to hate the Constitution, to hate the United States of America, and tries to get them to embrace things like Islam, radicalism, being far left, being anti-American. And this has been going on for years. One of the things that, that has happened in this country is that while many people have looked at to elect conservatives to positions in the state legislature or in the government, state government, or in the federal government, members of Congress, members of the United States Senate. They have ignored what's happening around them right under their very own noses. And that's the fact that the school boards in this country have basically been taken over by the far left. And that's how we ended up with things like Common Core. I've read the Common Core curriculum, which uses areas of the state of Texas. 
and what our children are being taught has no relationship whatsoever to the truth. I have read SAT essays written by students. And when they talk about things like history, I've seen them say that the United States was responsible for World War II because we dropped the bomb, atomic bombs on Japan. And it was only after that that Pearl Harbor took place. Now, if you see this one time, you figure, well, this is just one stupid kid. But if you see this multiple times, that means our kids are being taught something that's absolutely wrong in the schools. I read these essays, and I realized that our children know nothing about the Constitution. They don't know anything about the true history of our Constitutional Republic. They are being taught to blame the United States for all the ills of the world. They're being taught that we have, from the beginning, been an evil country. They're being taught to hate the South that was the Confederacy, despite the fact that most of the people who fought in the Civil War for the South did not own slaves. Many of them did not even believe in slavery. They were fighting for their states and their rights. My great-great-grandfather on my mother's side was killed at Gettysburg fighting for the South. He was a school teacher in Alabama and owned a small farm. He had no slaves. I don't know if he believed in slavery or not, but I don't think that's what he was fighting for. By the same token, I have ancestors on the other side who fought for the North. I honor both of them. And I honor the flag they fought under. But our children are being taught to hate that flag, to despise the United States, to think that we are nothing but a racist country. And they don't know what racism is. They don't know what hatred is. Go to some place like Saudi Arabia, where women are treated as chattels. They can't drive. They can't go out in public. On their own, they have to be with accompanied by a man. They can't be educated. They can't own a business. People who disagree with Islam are being slaughtered in other countries. Gays in some Islamic countries are being slaughtered simply because they're gay. That's what's going on around the world. Yet you see what's being taught in our schools, that Islam is a religion of peace, and that everything that's hunky-dory in all these other countries around the world is just the United States that's evil. And so the United States must be destroyed as a country. This is what our children are being taught. And while they're being taught this, they're also being admonished not to question what they're being told. To do so is politically incorrect. To exercise their constitutional right of free speech it's politically incorrect if they disagree with what they're being taught. Or they disagree with a classmate. Or they disagree with a teacher. In colleges, safe rooms are being set up to protect the snowflakes 
the little millennials who are so afraid that their feelings might be hurt if somebody says something that they don't like. For example, if somebody comes out and supports the right to keep and bear arms, or if somebody comes out and says they're pro-life instead of pro-abortion, or somebody comes out and says they like Donald Trump, then these little snowflakes, they run and hide in their safe rooms where they're giving teddy bears to hug and they're giving crayons and coloring books. Many of them use those safe rooms because they couldn't handle the fact that Hillary Clinton didn't win the election. See, they, they like the Hollywood elites who were having such a fit over this, thought that the American people would vote the way we were told because they vote the way they're told. We're not supposed to have a mind of our own. We're not supposed to have concerns of our own. We're supposed to do what we're told. We're supposed to be mindless little robots, mindless little drones. And that's what a lot of the establishment out there is trying to do to our children. At all levels of education, I'm talking about from kindergarten all the way through college, graduate school. The Constitutional Education Alliance is going to concentrate on fighting that and exposing it. There are other organizations out there that do some of this, but no organization that really concentrates on it. I have a number of things I want to do, beginning with something I've been doing for several years now, and that is getting out my booklet on the Constitution to schools and in the hands of our young people. For those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's a little 77-page booklet, pocket size, that takes each article, each amendment, each section of the Constitution and prints them the way they were originally written. Then I put in my comments about what they originally mean. For example, I point out, and this comes as a great surprise to a lot of people, because the schools are teaching otherwise. The schools are teaching a lie. What I point out is that the phrase separation of church and state, which has been used by the left and by the leftists in the courts, to justify discrimination against religion in this country, particularly against Christian religion, Jewish religion, to justify removing any mention of God from the workplace or from government entities. They base this on the so-called separation of church and state, which they say is in the Constitution, which our children are being taught is in the Constitution. I point out in my book that it is not in the Constitution anywhere. It is not in the First Amendment. It is not in the body of the Constitution. The First Amendment establishes what's called the Establishment Clause, which basically says that the government cannot establish a single religion to be adhered to by all the American people. That's what it says. Let's take our final break now. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. 
You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Talking about separation of church and state, the fact it doesn't exist in the Constitution, is just one of the things the booklet deals with. I put something else in the booklet that most people don't even know exists. I remember when I was in school, I had to memorize the preamble of the Constitution, as a lot of you did. But of course, our young people, they don't even know what's in the Constitution. Most of the time, are not required to read it, much less memorize any of it. But in my booklet is also something called the Preamble to the Bill of Rights. And that's something that's left out of a lot of textbooks. And there's a reason for that, because the liberals hate the whole concept that's stated in the Preamble to the Bill of Rights. Basically, what's in that preamble? is a warning by our founding fathers who were creating this Constitution, creating this new form of government that had never been tried before, and they are warning the government they are creating that the rights enumerated in the Bill of Rights, and there are ten in the, in the Bill of Rights, but enumerating numerous rights, more than ten actually. You have freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, the right to keep and bear arms, the right to trial by jury, the right to due process of law, the right to be protected in the privacy of your home and business. All of these are in there, and what the preamble says is that these are God-given rights. They are not rights given to us by the federal government. Because if we acknowledge that the federal government gave us these rights, then we're acknowledging that they can take them away. And the preamble of the Bill of Rights is telling, the founding fathers are telling the new federal government, whoever runs it, whoever is elected to it, that these are untouchable. You cannot take away these rights. They belong to the people. Or they belong to the states. They do not belong to the federal government. That's one of the reasons I consider this booklet so important. And thousands and thousands of copies have been sold over the last few years. And we have taken, made the effort to raise money, although a lot of times it's been out of my own pocket, that uh, allows me to sell this book, copies of this booklet, to schools or organizations that are buying them for schools at basically cost. 
Uh, if you want to buy a copy of the booklet for yourself, you can go to my website at www.michaelconnelly.jigsy.com. You can also go to www.constitution.jigsy.com and find out about how to buy a single copy online, which is $6, or buy multiple copies online. And you can also see the discounts that are offered, although for schools, school children, I make it make an exception and basically, like I said, offer the, the book for cost. I need help with this. I need to raise more money so that we can continue to get this booklet out to schools and to our children and to our colleges. And also so we can publish other documents. I would like to do a booklet, for example, on the Declaration of Independence and how it came about, a booklet on our founding fathers. I would like to do booklets specifically on certain portions of the Constitution, things like the Second Amendment, the history of the Second Amendment. I also have prepared a course on the Constitution, specifically the Bill of Rights, where each amendment is explained in detail, and people who take the course or take quizzes and a final exam and can earn a certificate for passing the course. I need a vehicle in which to launch that course, a website. I need help with, with things like that. When it comes to computers, I'm pretty illiterate. I know the Constitution, but don't ask me to tell you anything about creating websites. The websites I've created are amateurish, although right now I have someone working on a professional website for my books. But in order for me to sustain some kind of income and continue to do the things I want to do to help educate our, ch our children, I'm going to need donations to this new corporation, donations to my blog, and people buying my books. Basically, those are going to be my sources of income. Because when I go out and make speeches, I don't charge for those speeches. I put my books for sale, but I don't charge honorariums. I go out because I want to educate people. And I basically pay my own expenses. If I spend in a hotel, I pay for it. What I'm saying is all this is important to me. And I think there's a lot more opportunities for good work to be done here and important work. So keep looking at my blog because I'm going to be putting an article on the blog in the next few days which is going to expand on what I'm saying here, tell you more about this new corporation, what we're going to be doing. If you would like to donate some time to this new corporation, either helping form websites or helping to uh, push advertising for the, the corporation. Or if you would like to lend your expertise in writing to helping me make publications for the corporation to get out to our children. This is important. This is something that has to be done.
We won the election last November. But that has not stopped the National Education Association, the far-left people on school boards, or the far-left members of Congress from trying to turn our own children against us. And one of the ways we can see this is working is the fact that we have less than 1% of our population that goes into the military now. After 9-11, there was a big surge because our young people were patriotic. They wanted to fight to defend our country. But since that time, they have been bombarded by reasons for not defending our country. But somehow, 9-11 was all our fault. But somehow, the United States military is a heinous organization that kills people at random and subjects people to brutality. Our children need to be educated about the importance of defending our country and defending our Constitution. Because we are a constitutional republic. We are not a democracy. And we need to have our children understand the difference. So if you're interested in helping out, like I said, you can contact me through the websites that I mentioned. And you can go to America's Web Radio and the about page of of our Constitution, this radio show. And you can find out how to contact me there, through there. You can also contact David Moxley, who runs this absolutely outstanding network, America's Web Radio, and see about being a sponsor for the show, because we reach thousands and thousands of people with this show. And you can go to my website and find out how to donate. And... uh, now, the Constitutional Law Alliance, which is one of the websites I give you, that's www.constitution.jigsy.com. I'm going to be shutting down that website in the next few months and shutting down the corporation once I form the new corporation. And that will be an umbrella. So if you want to donate to all of this, you can do it right now by going to michaelconnolly.jigsy.com, and there's a a link there for donating to PayPal. They also can send contributions by check to the address that's on the websites that's here in Canton, Texas. And you can also help by ordering copies of my books or ordering copies of the booklets. If you're interested in helping work on this, please let me know. Because I want to put together a top-notch group of people, educators, people who can write and who go out and make speeches, people who believe in our Constitution and believe in educating our children about the Constitution. Because whatever Donald Trump does as president, whatever this Congress does, however it they move to protect this country. All of it is for naught if four years from now, eight years from now, 12 years from now, and let's face it, the liberals are patient. If we didn't have a 
body of voters in this country who don't know anything, and there are many of them out there like that right now. We see that in every election. But a body of voters who don't know about this country, don't know what it means to be an American, don't know about our Constitution, and they're not being taught about it in schools, then eventually the United States of America will cease to exist. And I write about the aftermath of that in my patriotic novel, The Rag, which the liberals hate. But that's one of them you can order. So thank you for having me on. I look forward to talking to you again next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.